Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. All right magic makers today I want to talk about how do we reset give ourselves a reset you know recently I've been talking a lot about these like reboots refocusing and I really want to talk about how do you do that and um you know many of us just kind of go through life you know walking through the motions of life and I want to be able to say how do we kind of break ourselves from walking motion so I'm going to give you five simple ways to like resetting your wellness and you know if you're listening to this on a walk in the car don't worry about it I'm going to give you a um a download so that you can look at these things and check check off the boxes as you're assessing your life so in order to do a reset we gotta know where we are right we have to see where the heck you are and what are what are the changes that we need to make? And trust me, you can make small changes. They don't all have to be these like, I'm going to climb Everest in one fell swoop because guess what? They don't climb Everest in one fell swoop. It is a multiple, I think it's like a month. I should really Google that whole thing. But I've, I've watched like two Everest movies. I've read the book. I have no desire to ever, ever climb Everest. So... It's like I said, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the daily habits of our life, the daily routines. And I've said this before, our habits are 40% of our day. So 40% of our day, we're just like doing, just doing stuff because that's what we always do. And this reset can be really helpful because it can really help us to take this pause and reflect on the choices and the lifestyles to see like where we can make improvements or where we're totally crushing it. And here's where like, you know, some of you might say, I don't have the time. Well, guess what? Your health is the foundation of your entire life. So it's time to stop putting it on the back shelf. And so today I'm going to give you a process that will help you go through this reset. Now, do I have to do all five of these at the same time? Ideally, yeah. But if you're one of those people who like, I really can't make the time, I understand. I'm just going to give you the five and take a look and say, where do you feel like you can, what is kind of like low man on the totem pole? And where do you feel like you're doing an amazing amazing job. So the five areas are clearly your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your environment, and your personal life choices. 
So, you know, always going to start with the easiest place because so many of you will already, you know, listening, you're already working out, you're already aware of, you know, your nutrition. So how can we start to focus on coming up with a balance versus restriction and control? Right. So many of us want to restrict and control and that when we can't restrict and control, we feel like failures. And, you know, so many of you will say to me, oh, if I only had more willpower, if I only had more discipline, if I only had more motivation. Well, you don't have any discipline, willpower, motivation because you're trying to do hard stuff. (laughs) Hard stuff is hard. So instead of picking the hard stuff, let's focus on easy stuff. And so when it comes to nutrition, let's stop with the I must give up dairy, gluten, soy, carbs, sugar, and focus on, let's say, what can I add, right? You know, when I give my clients food, they're like, what? You're giving me food? Oh my God. They're ecstatic. You know, where when as soon as we say no, that's when the um, the gates go up and all of a sudden I see a sea of whatever I've given up, right? If I've given up carbs, all of a sudden I'm driving behind a bread truck. If I've given up sugar, next thing you know, the Ben and Jerry's truck is right in front of me. You know, it's always, that's always the case. Like as soon as you give up something, it's like just popping in your face and you're just like, sweet Georgia Brown, make it stop. So instead of just giving up, let's come up with a way we can add things so that we can, you know, we eat more, like, so you feel like a little giddy and you don't feel like you're dieting so that we're, we break up with that desperate diet or mindset. And we're going to aim for balance and not perfection. You know, when a healthy, when, when somebody tells me like, I'm going to eat perfectly this week, or I'm going to be on point. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, honey, you're just going to run into a brick wall because perfection is fatal, right? And when we focus on trying to always be perfect, life always finds a way to like, you know, stick their foot out and trip us. So instead of going with perfection, I always show my clients, find something that is challengeable, challenging, but doable, right? Maybe it's a meal. You know, I have a client and she, I love her to death, but she's always had like crappy lunches. I'm like, what's going, what goes on at lunch? She's like, oh, I'm always at the studio. And then I'm trying to finish a class and then run to pick up my son. And I just really just have to, I just kind of pull crap together. I'm like, it's obvious. And I said, have you ever thought about double cooking your dinner? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, you are, you already tell me that you regularly cook dinner. What if you just decided to cook two meals at dinner? And that way you already have leftovers boxed up, ready to go. And you can eat that instead of just kind of cobbling something together. That was like something as simple as that can be such a game changer for you because nobody's perfect when it comes to nutrition. It just sets us up for failures. So instead of trying to find this perfect place, let's start to find some ways that we can um, start to beef up what we're already doing. And instead of trying to, you know, instead of this perfection, like let's go with this balanced diet so that we're about 80, 80, 20%, 80% healthy, 20% fun, right? Like giving up fun foods just is going to set yourself up for a failure. I don't know how about you, but every time I've told myself I'm not going to have treats or anything like that, I am like off the rails. Like, I, uh, I did a podcast last week with my friend and I was like, you know, I'm a sailor at Fleet Week. I'm just like off to the races. So if you don't want to be off to the races, stop, stop telling yourself you can't have. And so the easiest way to, to do this is to make sure we have food in the house. And, you know, the one you know benefit of Rona is that so many grocery stores now offer either 
delivery, or they offer, you know, I, I, I look for it online and I can pick it up at my leisure. So here's where like, we're going to say, like, take the time and grocery shop. And, you know, I know the service that I use. I have a list. So all I have to do is scan through the list and say, what do I need and what don't I need? And it's just a matter of like, click, 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 click. And bada boom, bada bing. Someone rings my doorbell and it, the food is in the house. Um, there's plenty of those um, meal preparation services out there. Um, if you don't want to buy the foods that are already pre-cooked, you could also buy the ones that, you know, you make meal kits. That's the worst. Meal kits that you make it yourself. So there's plenty of options out there. We just have to like lift our heads for five hot minutes and figure out what's going to work best for us when it comes to getting in healthy foods into our body. Of course, when it comes to your body, it's, it's movement. Right. And so it's like, great. Improving your diet is great. But we also want to improve our movement. And when I use the word, do you notice how I use the word movement? I didn't say workout because one of the things I, I know is that for some people working out, depending on what's going on in their life, it can be a challenge. And so I want you to think about that. You know, your workout doesn't have to be this extreme. It doesn't have to be this three hours in the gym or trying to get ready for an Ironman or one of those Spartan races. It's, instead, it's like, we want to find things that are enjoyable that you can start to move your body. And I recently did a podcast all about strength training, what's a good workout. And I'm not going to go into great detail that here, um, because I know many of you have listened to that. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and have a listen. But what it really comes down to is finding something that you enjoy, right? I'm a huge fan of walking. However, if I want to change my body composition, I have to incorporate some form of strength training. And again, strength training doesn't have to be these like nine, you know, nine hour beast mode things at the gym. Your strength training can easily be in your house, right? I haven't, I stopped going to the gym in... 2018, 2019, 2018, 2019, just because my favorite gym just became hard to get to. And I live in like a weird area where like the other gym I found, I, um, I like to go work out in the morning and the other gym I found, I literally to come home. I was, it took me an hour to get home because I was behind every damn school bus in the city. And I just like, that's just not how I want to roll. And then the snow, I was like sick of, you know, shoveling out my car to shovel out my car. So I started working at home and it has been a game changer for me. So think about like, how do you do things that you like and enjoy so that you'll keep doing them? You know, because if I keep telling myself that I have to do these like brutal kill myself workouts, guess what? They're not going to last very long and I'm not going to be very motivated to do these brutal kill myself workouts. So here's another place that hmm, a lot of people will put on the back burner and it's about sleep. And one of my most popular podcasts um, in the two years that I've been doing this show is all about sleep. So absolutely, I'm going to link it. I'll link it in the show notes. Go back and listen to it because so many of us tell, tell ourselves that we're going to sleep when we're dead. And recently, I um, my doctor asked me about my sleep. And like for me, I feel like, you know, I focus on getting seven hours of sleep. Like that's my thing. And if I don't get seven hours of sleep, I know it because I'm a hungry, hungry hippo the next day. And so she asked me, like, Kim, like, well, what's going on with your sleep? And I was like, ah, I think I sleep okay. And so she's like, you know, why don't we just do like a routine sleep test just to see? And, you know, the company sent me a kit and I put this, you know, monitor on my wrist and my, um, on my chest. And, you know, it, it had an app on my phone and it said that I have mild sleep apnea. So that 17 times during that night, I stopped breathing. And I was like, whoa. I never felt like I wasn't breathing. I never felt 
like I wasn't refreshed. So now, you know, I'm working with them and they've sending me a mouthpiece, but like, it'll be very interesting for someone who thinks they get good sleep. What would it be like if I got a really good night's sleep? So here's where I'm challenging you to make sleep a priority. You know, I have plenty of clients who tell me, oh, I have to stay up and finish, you know, projects, you know, after the kids go, after I put the kids to sleep or after I get the kids to sleep, that's my time. And I get it. Some of you are side hustling. Some of you are, you know, have a more than full-time job. I totally get that. But at the end of the day, we have to decide, like, do I want to be a zombie? When I'm a zombie the next day, am I really getting that much work done? Or when I'm crushed, think I'm crushing it at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, am I really crushing it? Or am I just going through the motions because it feels like it feels good for me to feel busy? So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we may, we have to make sleep our own priority. So, you know, that might mean no more late nights. That might mean that you tell yourself that you're only going to work late two nights a week and, you know, three nights a week, you're going to set an alarm to go to bed. <laughs> and it might be telling your friends that you're, you don't go out during the week and you only focus on going out on weekends. But it's like, you know, you're, the return here, if I start getting better sleep, is that I have a better health, healthy mind and healthy body. And, you know, when it comes to sleep, like, do I have a good sleep environment? How's my bed? Is my bed comfortable? my pillows? Is it too hot? How's my bedding? You know, can, you know, do you get in bed and then you just like go through the scroll of, you know, whatever you're scrolling through or do you have a cozy, soothing environment? Um, you know, I always say, you know, we have to have these, like, you know, everyone talks about morning rituals. I, I love bedtime rituals because think about your kids. When you put your kids to bed, you, they have this whole ritual, like it's tubby time. And then the stuffed animals have to be a certain way. And then the, um, they, you know, two, three stories, you know, this whole process. Do we have a process? You know, so many of you just, um, you know, you lay on the couch until you can't lift, keep your head lifted anymore. And then you drag your butt to bed. And that's not a bedtime ritual. <laughs> that's, that might be your ritual, but that's not a ritual that, that builds conducive sleep. The key here is to like, like I said, set a bedtime. You know, if it's 11 o'clock, like 1045, set an alarm on your phone so that at 1045, the TV goes off or whatever the heck you're doing you stop and you give yourself 15 minutes to just like decompress and get to bed, you know? So that way, you know, people say, oh, it's really hard for me to fall asleep before a certain time. Well, could you train yourself? So now, you know, um, one of my clients mentioned it because she's trying to do this herself. She's like, well, I guess I sleep trained my kids. I guess it's time for me to sleep train myself. But I'm like, absolutely, you have to sleep train yourself. So let's start to get unplugged, you know, read a good book, do some meditation, write in your journal, just something that starts to tell our brains it's time, it's, it's quiet time. Like, let's start to turn things, um, turn things off and quiet things down. Now we move into mental health. And, you know, I say the last two-ish years, we've been kind of trapped in this Rona world. And so we might be feeling a little bit more stress and anxiety than we've ever felt or maybe we've been that stress ball or anxious person and now we're just on like you know high alert all the time so it's really time to really start to take our mental health into account because so many of us again you know I've, I've done a podcast on stress and anxiety so um absolutely I will link that um in the show notes but go back and start to say like you know we got to get to the root cause of both of these things, you know, and right now, if you look on, on TV or on the socials, you'll see all these supplements, all these things for stress and anxiety and great, they're band-aids, 
they're just band-aids. But if I don't understand the cause of my stress or the cause of my anxiety, I will always be chasing another band-aid. And I for someone who had to finally get to the root cause of my, all of the things that were going on with my health, and now my health is finally on a different trajectory, I can't talk about root cause enough. So if you're someone who's feeling stressful, anxious, the first place is like, do this brain dump. Like, what the heck is going on up in your skull? You know, there for here, there's, there's just pull out, a, does it have to be this fancy journal? It could be a notebook. It could be a piece of paper. I say, write. You know, some people are like, oh, I like to type my phone. I just say, write because it's just, there's something that brain writing connection that just like, oh, makes it so much more. Oof. <laughs> so here's the rules. Like I'm just doing a brain dump. I am just like, just a stream, a stream of consciousness. I'm just writing out. Like it could, I, I could ask myself this question. What do I need to, what do I need to say? What do I need to hear today? Could just be something as general as that and just, just let it go. Just let it go. And, you know, do our, my brain dumps have to happen frequently? You know, ideally, I always tell myself, you know, I tell people, you know, I know that for a lot of people, journaling is just like, oh, just one more thing on my to-do list. I felt that way for a really long time. I resisted it, you know, and then it was about six years ago. And it is what has been the cataclysmic change for me it has been the shift for me that has for, forced me actually yeah force is a good word it has forced me to really commit to something really sit down and just write out truly what is going on in my my brain so that I am able to process it better versus just let my perceptions run wild in my brain I write things down and sometimes they don't seem as like big and ominous as they did in my head. And so, you know, you can journal about pretty much anything. Um, it could, you know, I recommend that, you know, find a space that like I journal at my kitchen table. <laughs> it's attached to my coffee. I wake up in the morning, I get a cup of coffee and I journal and it's something I do wherever I am in the world. I just sit down and sometimes it's for five minutes. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's not. Um, but I try to journal in the morning um, and it's just my, it's just Kim time, right? That's my, that's journaling for me is my self-care. It's my daily self-care. It's my daily, like, you know, brain massage. Um, and I, how I first started, there was a five, there's a thing called the five minute journal. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I just started with the five minute journal right? Um, it, you can do things that write about what you're grateful for, write three things. And the thing I've, I really challenge you to do is like, if you are writing a gratitude journal, write why, right? You know, so it's like, you know, I'm, you know, right now I'm grateful that I have a flexible schedule because it allows me to come and go as I please. It allows me to travel whenever I want without worrying about, did I use up too much vacation time, right? So do you see what I'm saying? Like, I like my, I like my, I am grateful for my free schedule, but then I'm also, but this is why I'm grateful for my free schedule. And as I said, it's my daily self-care. So here's where I'm going to challenge you, like, you know, don't forget your self-care. Self-care allows me to spend time on myself and on my own needs you know especially a lot of my mommies you're like we're, you're you're like mom and hard out there you know and trying to do so much stuff and you know making sure everybody's taken care of you know kids you know partners um jobs just 
everybody, aging parents, you're just taking care of everybody. But what are you doing for you? Right? It could be a bath. It could be reading a book at night. It could be just sitting in a dark room for five minutes with no one saying mommy. <laughs> you know, it could be that. You know, self-care has no rules. That's the beauty about self-care. You know, you see all these like elaborate things, but like literally, like um one of my um one of my friends, she um sits in her pantry she sits in her pantry for five minutes and her kids knows that when mommy goes into the pantry there's not there's like other than like fire you do not knock on the door asking for where my socks are like you don't do that you like mommy goes in the pantry she sits there five minutes and she just like it feels like a new woman when she comes out of that you know so your your self-care routine is yours you customize it however you want and remember it's not selfish it's not selfish for you to take out of the whole day i don't even know how many minutes there are in a day so google that and do some math out of the whole day you take 15 minutes for yourself take five minutes for yourself like unless you're in the middle of like you know doing a heart transplant I don't think 15 minutes is going to be too much to ask, right? Because, you know, I, this uh, analogy, yes, that's what the word, analogy has been used 5 million times and I'm using it 5 million in one. You got to put the life mask on you before you put it on anybody else. So if you are always like sucking wind, I challenge you, put on your life mask, my friends. All right. So, you know, this is, coming towards the end of the year but you know I always find it's good a good time anytime to do an uh check-in right look at your goals like what did you say at the beginning of the year that you wanted to do what did you say five years ago that you wanted to do are there still you know um hanging low-hanging fruit out there that goals that are you that you do they still have interest to you or were they someday goals and when is someday you know, let's start looking and at the remaining life goals and decide how far we've gotten. And let's make a plan to start moving towards them. You know, I, I'm always, you know, asking you to work your reps when it comes to setting goals. Are they realistic? Are you excited about it? Can you make a plan for it in your life? And at the end of the day, it's sustainable. And so those are the things that can work through anything. You know, it could be um, maybe you want a beach house on the water. I don't know. Maybe it's a new car. Maybe you've want, always wanted to go back to school for, you know, whatever it is you want to go back to school for. Starting a new hobby, you know, take a look at all of those. You know, I know that um, I work with a lot of uh, girls who do fitness competitions. And that for a lot of people have been, has been a goal, right? To do at least one fitness competition and be done. That was a goal of mine for a long time. Now, eh, been there, done that. Got the clear clear heels and the $15 trophy. I'm good. Now I'm looking at other things that I want to do with um, with my life. So let's take some time and take a look. What do you want to do, my friends? Because if I aim at nothing, I will always hit it. All right, next comes up spirituality. And so this word I know brings up a lot of different thoughts. And so what I mean by spiritual health, it's more about finding purpose and meaning in life. You know, it could be an organized religion, but this is more about you finding what, what makes you happy, what brings you joy, you know, what lights you up from the inside out, what feeds your soul. And so, you know, it could be being around nature, doing specific things, um, entertainment, you know, what is the things that bring you joy? You know, I have a client who like, what brings her joy? She can knit till the cows come home. That brings her absolute joy. 
I, another client loves walking on the beach. Great. That, that brings me joy too. Like I'm, if I'm in nature around water, I am like a pig in poop. So what are the things that, that bring you joy? Have you even taken five hot minutes to think about what brings you joy? That's spirituality, right? That's the, what the kind of like, you know, um, I always use this example, but it works um, in the movie Pulp Fiction and they open up the box and like it glows and you have no idea what's in the box, right? What's your glow? That's your spirituality. That's that's what like that's your soul being lit up. What is that thing? If you open that box, would be like, wow, I love it. Um, then we move into gratitude. I kind of touched on this in the journaling piece, but it's like, what are you grateful for in your life? You know, gratitude also helps to bring in that spiritual waking because the more things that I think about, like what makes me grateful, and I give you that why, you know, it starts to open up. It starts to kind of um, open some some locked doors right I can't be pissed off if I'm grateful <laughs> it's not possible if you can be pissed off and grateful please holla at your girl um but what, this can be a, another way to, to practice your your journaling is that you know I like I said you write it down and you say why I'm you know I'm grateful for x because and, you know, nothing's off limits, like no matter how small and contoural, there's plenty of times I have been grateful to find a parking spot when I was late for, for teaching a class. Plenty of times. Now we move on into your environment. And when I say environment, I'm talking about your physical environment, like your house or where you work. And the the, the First place is like you gotta organize and declutter. And I know I'm way overdue. I did a major purge when we first went into lockdown. I had this box of crap that like came off my desk like four years ago and I went through it and I did it. Now my desk looks like a bomb has went off it. And every time my husband comes in here, like he rolls his eyes because my husband is a neat ink and I'm not. And so I'm messy, but not dirty there's a difference. Like you will not find a crater underneath my bed or underneath my piles of paper here. Um, the first step, purge, right? Go, it's like pick a room. You know, I, you know, I am devoting December to cleaning my desk, right? I, I'm putting it out there on the edge. I'm, December, I'm going to put a stake in the ground. I'm going to clean my desk and it's going to start with 10 minutes a day. So before I start my day, I'm going to clean my desk, just set a timer, 10 minutes and get through as much as I possibly can. So pick a room, like what is the room that has really been like, you walk into it and you're just like, oh man, oh man, it's my desk. So that's where I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to set a timer, 10 minutes and get it done. And I'm just going to declutter. And so once I purge, then I'm going to declutter that it's like, you know, where are the, it, do you, are there things that just don't have places that they're just literally sitting on your floor <laughs> and you don't have a spot for them or they're on your counter or on your, on your desk, you know, or, you know, it doesn't have a home here's where you got to start to think about if it doesn't have a home does it need to be in your home and then finally just start to get things organized you know look around your house and just see is, are things in the right places and or maybe you just have too much stuff and I know I moved to my house uh, six-ish years ago and I still have things in boxes so that's kind of like that's like like low-hanging fruit so look for the low-hanging fruit and maybe, you know, maybe you do a seasonal purge of your closets or your, um, or just of your house, which just like crap that you just don't use anymore. Um, but it's, it's, it can feel very cathartic 
Um, plus, you know, if your environment always makes you feel cluttered, you're not going to feel like doing anything. Um, you know, what's, it, what's her name? Marie Condit. You know, you, I'm not saying you got to get all Marie Condit here, but if that works for you, rock on with your bad self. The last place is your lifestyle, right? It's, I'm looking at the whole picture. We've like sliced it up, but now we're just looking at our whole picture. So it's like, you know, we're checking into our finances. Like, does your, do you look at your money? You know, does your money make you feel good? You know, what is your current financial situation? Do you even know? Have you looked at your bank account in a while? You know, are you in debt? And how are you paying that off? You know, what are your future financial goals? You know, it's like, Am I trying to save money to, to go on a big vacation, buy a house? You know, do I have a good, you know, debt repaying strategy? You know, what's going on with my money? Then I got to look at like my, my family and my friends. You know, Rona taught us anything that like it's, we need people, right? When we were not supposed to get together, it was really challenging. But have we made time, excuse me, how many time to nurture these um, relationships now that, you know, we have a little, little less restrictions, right? You know, I'm not asking anyone to put themselves in a situation that makes them feel unsafe. Um, but I'm just asking, you know, have you gone back to nurturing these, um, these relationships? Because, you know, I know that when Rona first started, my friends from high school and I were doing Zooms for a while, um, like, you know, every other week. And it was great because I was like, I, you know, there's some women I hadn't talked to in like 10 years. And I'm like, oh my God, you, hi, how are you? Um, so it, that's, that's where we go. Like we want to make sure as we're looking through our lives, are we, are we looking at how we're doing? So many people can say, say, feel like they're failing, but how do you know? How do you know unless you assess? So go through this and check off. Like, where do you be like, yeah, I'm crushing it here. I'm crushing it there. And then maybe there's some areas you're not crushing it. And that's okay, right? And it's okay not to be able to crush things all the time. But here's where I got to, I have to know where, what areas need attention in order for me to give attention. Because what I see all the time is that, you know, if you're really good at working out, you're just going to stay there. And if you aren't really good at working out, you're just going to always come up with a way to like, you know, throw it in the closet and like wait for another time, a, a non-busy time. So here's where you, 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 I can speak. Here's where you lean in and you say, do I want better? Do I want different? And even if that better is 1%, 1% is better than none. All right. So here's where I'm going to leave you with, like, we just have to start you know, it's not about the new year. It's not about Monday. It's about how do I feel? And if every day I am feeling, not feeling, feeling myself, <laughs> I'm not feeling energized. I'm not feeling lit up from the inside. I am not doing things that, you know, uh, make my soul light on fire. I got to check in. I got to start thinking about how do I make myself feel happy? How do I make myself, you know, feel, feel alive, not just, you know, making the, you know, making it through a day because making it through a day gets old pretty fast. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope this was insightful. I hope you got, I hope my goal was to get you thinking and uh, put, put your thinking cap on and seeing where you can make some adjustments into your life. And remember, adjustments don't have to be huge. Adjustments can be small, right? Small adjustments are always, 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 always um, better than trying to make, you know, one tall leap over it. Once one single bound over a tall leap. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. 
So keep it small and you will keep it all. All right, stay fabulous. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.